ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. Welcome back to Peggy and Dion. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Welcome back. I am not Peggy. <laughs> I was just going to say, that should be the Dion and Peggy when she feels like it show. Mm, that was my question. So <laughs> you guys, Just kidding. You guys have done this is three four. shows or two We've shows together? We've done two shows That's together. That's what I thought. I've done four, which feels like I'm on some sort of a marathon streak here. It is the Dion <laughs> Miller show featuring Jeff Meller today on ESPN 1000. And so where is Peggy today? I have absolutely no idea all right see i she might have told me but that was a full week ago so i have no recollection but um i'm sure she told me (laughs) i have no idea no worries so uh jeff meller in with Deanne miller today we will uh find a way to get through it without peggy but uh will she be back next week she will be back next week that's the plan all right so you will have peggy and Deanne, and you will have to bear with me today but of course you do have Deanne miller's beautiful voice so bless the uh, we have lots to catch up on. You a and lot. I, we last convened right before the Super Bowl. Yes, and just quickly, did, was the halftime show? Did it live up to uh, everything you wanted it to be? Absolutely, I've watched it more than one time Ooh, since. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, yes. I did not realize that. Oh, yes. So good for you. You were definitely smitten with food that. for my soul, my hip hop soul. It was great. So uh, I personally, last week, I did not catch you and D. I'm um, sorry, you, you and Peggy, because I was actually at a junior theater festival in Sacramento, oh, California. That's fun. My daughter and in Sacramento. Wow, yes. I didn't know she traveled for her. Well, this was a first. No so, kidding. Yes, her theater group, uh, Bam Theater, which is located in Hinsdale and Clarendon Hills. Shout out to them for taking home a trophy, Dion. No kidding. Yes, yes. Uh, there were 27 theater groups last weekend that competed in the junior theater festival. 22 awesome. junior theater junior theater festival west 22 there's okay. also a a east. east coast version that happened in atlanta so um but yes they uh, took home a trophy on the plane so that was uh that's exciting it was very exciting they had not now what was interesting to me dion was that when we arrived they have what is called the sadheim pledge after okay. great uh musical uh theater composer uh steven sadheim uh, at, in which they're basically asking the parents, hey, this is art. Everybody, you know, it's subjective. Everybody yes. can appreciate things in their own way. So we, you know, this is not about winning awards. This is about the love of theater and oh. enjoying the experience, musicals. I love that. And it was a, I have to say, it was an eye-opening experience. It was, you know, if you've ever had, uh, if you've, if, personally, if you're somebody who, is in theater or participated in theater, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. Maybe, though, you had a sparse interaction with some theater friends in high school, so and you know there's a certain element of when people are in theater, they're very enthusiastic, a yes. little bit more um, willing to you know let, let their feelings show. And it was a full-on uh, deluge of music and... Um, <laughs> feelings this past weekend for me so it was an interesting experience but as they were telling us this is you know for the love of the theater it's not about the awards they won an award <laughs> they, they were handing out trophies so in the end it truly was yeah. about an award so they had 20 but that's really cool now, now how did they how did they judge what they was it improv or did they have a so, performance plan no no, like, no. How so, does that work? yeah yeah so it was very it was everything was uh 
planned and choreographed cool. down to it. They, each group performed a junior musical of some sort that they had to condense down into 15 minutes. Wow. The rules were they couldn't shorten up any songs. So they okay. were going to do songs, but the songs you chose had to be completed to its fullest. So we're there, and there are some very restrictive things here. And the focus was they wanted you to pick two characters from the play you chose and highlight them. Got it. So th- these are the specifications. And then they got feedback from you know plenty of professionals throughout the entire experience. And it was, I'm not kidding, it was two full days nonstop, 8 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Wow. Where we were doing workshops watching all this stuff, lots of performances. That's really cool. And as I said, though, it was interesting because as they're telling you, listen, this is, you know, love a theater, inspire everybody to go out and do their best and enjoy everything you see this weekend. We did. And then, like I said, six theater companies were chosen to go ahead and perform on the main stage at at the final ceremony, the closing ceremonies. So even though they're telling you at the beginning it's not about winning... At the end, it was about handing out it's trophies, winning, yeah. and the children were. And now they have a plan, much like the Stanley Cup, where okay. they're gonna they're gonna pass the trophy around oh, um, amongst okay. uh, wow. children ages. This is a big deal. Nine through probably sixteen. That's throughout their company. So, so I, have to, I have to say though, Dion, yeah. I think it might be not the most thought out plan because if you're handing out a trophy where. The kids are going to spend the day with it. Right. What are they? I we, feel are they like gonna be this like, trophy's not going to last very long. I, is it well made? Is it like? Is I mean, it's <laughs> is it it's durable big. for this? It's, it's big. big. So what? What? Did, what is? What is the plan? What is your daughter's plan? I don't know. We're going to find out more details about it as in the ensuing I mean, weeks. At that age, but. isn't it like fill it with popcorn or something? Like, right. <laughs> No, it's a fair point. I, this isn't. It's not a cup like the Stanley Cup. It's okay. the big star at the top. So oh, okay. So we'll you see can't what, really do what much actually ends up happening. And um, I don't know when the Meller household will have a day with the trophy. Not sure exactly <laughs> when, but we'll have to start to plan out what we'll do. I'll let the listeners out there know where we'll be. I'm sure they'll want to come out and take pictures. <laughs> I with mean, this bring it trophy. into the State Street studio. I'm just saying, put it right here in the window on State Street and just see if people congratulate her and you for the award sounds like as uh as good a plan as any so you know i love the whole i love that concept though because there's so much like in sports we're all about giving the kids an award and making sure they understand how much we appreciate how hard they're working and i'm not for participation trophies i'm all for like earning it and working for it but i love that they're doing that same sort of thing in theater even though they said it's for the love of theater which i think it is but it's it's nice to give them that same kind of feeling of oh my gosh we want something my daughter in cheer gets these little medals that just say first place or second place mm-hmm. or the pin that says hit zero like they didn't make any mistakes that matters sir she oh, like absolutely. hey i mean it's 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 like she wore it to dinner and it's it's just a like a feeling of accomplishment that i think is is really cool if you can tie it in some way to some like you said some accomplishment where they've done it and they see the achievement and yeah. it's not just hey you participated, so here you go. Yes. That's where it loses a little bit of its luster. But if there's actually, whether it's first or second or even third place, yeah. all of a sudden it has a lot of meaning. And the kids do get really excited about winning a medal, even if it's a third place medal. It's like you said, it's when you know you competed, you finished last, Just, you lost 10 nothing in every and game you participated yeah. in. No, it wasn't like getting, that growing up. Like when no. we lost, I hated losing. I hated losing mm-hmm. softball games. Oh, my goodness. I would lose sleep like at eight, nine years old, because I was the pitcher and I was just doing underhand pitching, but I was so intense. Mm -hmm. I know this may come as a shock, but I was so intense. I wanted to win so badly and I wanted that trophy. I wanted that, you know, 
I want, I wanted it, you know, in, in all sports. The only time I ever got benched in a sport was in volleyball. We were losing really bad and I was like smacking the floor and I was, oh, I was so angry because I just felt like we shouldn't have been losing that game and I got benched. Very, uh, very intense DM. How old were you at the time? Um, I was in high school. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got one technical in basketball because she was like throwing the ball in and I like smacked her right across the arm. So that was the only technical I got. Intentional? I remember the moment, Tyler. We've so hit statute maybe it of limitations. Was, <laughs> it, maybe it was intentional. Like I, re- I can still picture the ref. Like mm-hmm. I can remember that moment. I remember getting tossed from a seventh grade basketball game. Seventh grade. I was the point guard, and I took a charge. It was clearly a charge, and I got called for blocking. And I, I turned to the ref, and I was yeah. like, "Come on." I got teched up because I said, come on, to his call. Well, that's very disappointing. That is soft. Within two minutes of game time action, guy comes down the lane. I wasn't going to be deterred. I lined up and was ready to take that next charge, knowing that full well that the first one should have been called. Nope. Got called for another block. (laughs) At that point, I just let out a, are you kidding me? (laughs) And at that point, I got the double T and tossed (laughs) tossed from the court. That is amazing. It was one of these old school uh, park district courts. So I walked right out and proceeded to walk right home. Wow. Because I got tossed from the game. Yeah. So I didn't know if I was supposed to sit on the bench. This this had never happened to me before. So (laughs) at that point, I was like, well, I can't play anymore. I I think it was, it might have been a Friday night, maybe a Thursday night. Nevertheless, I was like, well, I'm going to go start my weekend. I'm off. Just walked right through the doors and right home. I got a tech. It wasn't in a charity game, but it was... (laughs) Wait. <laughs> <laughs> it was so back in, in college, the radio station used to play the newspaper and we used to get to play sure. in the carrier dome mm-hmm. too. Wow. Um so it was in that game. It's called Media Cup, like Jeff Passon's played in it before, Tariko, all these guys have played in it. And there was a kid who was just torching us. And I just had to I just had to set him straight because he was like a sophomore. And, and like here's the thing about these games mm-hmm. is that the standards that the newspaper sets for who gets to play sure. are so low. It's one byline. You need one byline for the entire year. <laughs> Meanwhile, the, on the radio the side of things, you actually need to have yes. like te- like it, unless you're pretty much a junior or a senior, mm-hmm. you're not seeing the floor in this game. I love the idea of the newspaper one year giving a uh, Carmelo Anthony, an opportunity to, ru- to write like his... Like his, an op-ed. A, a, a daily note from Carmelo. What's your day like, Carmelo? He lays it out, you know, what his routine is. He, does, actually, he doesn't even write it up. He just tells it to yes, a, 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 right, a yes. reporter who writes it up for him by Carmelo Anthony. My, my, exactly. my time at Syracuse. A day, See you a at day the media in, cup. Day, exactly. <laughs> and so I got, a, I got everybody for giving this guy a little forearm shiver on his way down the floor one time. I feel like you're still, like competitive about it tyler like it i could hear it in your voice like you're still you're still frustrated that was the start of a four game or no that was the second of a four game losing streak that just got snapped finally thank god (laughs) what's the do you know what the roughly what the all-time record is radio versus newspaper Um, who's in the lead any idea i'm not sure i know I could probably ask someone, and they mm-hmm. might have a better idea. But you during think my time, you think you'd keep oh track my God. of something yeah. like yeah, that? No, no, no. there's definitely a, a ledger somewhere. A, yeah, somewhere it's being uh, kept track of. But during my time, we went two and two. Okay. Okay. That's that's the latest class that just graduated went zero oh and four. I'm talking like the radio station went zero oh and four. You got you to wear that. That's <gasps> rough. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I was gonna say, you're never going to live that down. Is there an actual cup? 
Like we just no, talked about like there's a not trophy. an actual cup. It, it is just That's bragging it. rights for the next year. But it, it is a super competitive game. I like, can hear it in your voice. Yeah. Well, yes. if you've been listening to the radio station this week, Tyler, uh, enjoy those days now. Don't get yourself in a Danny so Zetterman situation yes. where so you. What happened? All I saw was him at the doctor's office, and I was like, "What is going on?" Uh, listen, uh, it's it's a whole long drawn out story, Dion. <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to come over and take over uh, Peggy and Dion. And, you know, turn it into what happened with Danny Zetterman. I will give you the Cliff's Notes version here. Danny, at the age of, what's Danny, 44 now? I think he's 44. Uh, went out and played hoops in Barrington. Got a five-on-five game going with a friend. Essentially playing basketball for probably the first time in over five years. Wow, okay. And he was warned by not just me, less than 48 hours before he went out and played, but Essentially, anybody he told that he was going to play basketball that evening, he was told, hey, take it easy, man. You have not been playing hoops in a long time. The worst sport to just jump back in and play and go full throttle is basketball. And Danny says that he was a cheap shot, took him out, and he has suffered a sprained LCL. And so um, he was obviously... Out on Thursday and yesterday he was back in the office limping around refusing to use a cane. Nevertheless, cheap shot or not, Dion, when you're 44 years old, <laughs> when you go down to the floor, the muscles and the bones and the joints don't react like they did no. when you were 35. No. Or 25. You may feel 35 or 25. You may be coming off an intense cleanse. You may be feeling the best shape of your life. But at 44, the body does not respond the same way. I'm here to tell you that the body does not respond the same way. Let's dig more into that. Lots to talk about, of course. If you have a story you'd like to relay with us about uh, getting teched up or tossed. Oh, yes. I'd love to hear these. Some some game in your youth, please feel free. 312-332-3776. And as Deanne just mentioned, it's a perfect way to segue into cleanses. (laughs) We heard a lot about that this week. And I think Deanne knows a thing or two about them. She'll share some of those details with us next. Chicago's home for sports is on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago today. Welcome back to Peggy and Dion on ESPN 1000. So thank you to Tyler Aki producer extraordinaire for reminding me exactly where Peggy is this weekend. She is in Florida. I believe Marco Island, which isn't that where John Fox and Tom Model were spotted together this weekend? Yeah. Something to that effect? That, or this week? Yes. I don't know what day. Yes. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I don't know if they're keeping great tabs on what day of the week it is. Right. John Fox and Tom Waddle. They're out. I believe you're right. Uh, in Marco Island's on a boat somewhere. Yeah. John Fox's boat and uh, living their best life. Their so. best. Tom's hair. I couldn't get over his hair. Yeah, yeah. It was like all on end, all all wobbered and Yeah, I've worked very closely with Waddle for (laughs) fifteen plus years. So I've seen him in lots of different states. So that yeah. is just another, uh, just another Tom Waddle photo to right. me. Okay, but I could understand the initial um, surprise. Yeah, it was a little startling. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm now I'm waiting for the picture of the two of them and Peggy on the boat to pop in there in so, between. Yes. To, like, round out the Gilligan's Island crew. I think it's very possible we will be on the lookout. Peggy is off this week. I'm Jeff Meller in for her, along with Dion Miller. And 
something that seems to continue to monopolize a lot of our time as the sports fans out there is the ongoing Aaron Rodgers saga. He's a weird dude, huh? Yeah. Different. He's just more, I think he's more willing to put himself out there publicly, I feel. Yes, but to what end? Sure, that's a fair question. I don't, what... I mean, what is he accomplishing? Is this just somebody who revels in the attention that he gets and then is... Well, okay. We could, uh, I mean, we could, I'm not a therapist. We could unpack so many things with him because, you know, he's he's written off his family. Mm-hmm. He's So is he trying to get their attention maybe? Like, look at me trying to unpack what's sure. wrong with Aaron Rodgers. But is he trying to, like, you know, make... I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. Who knows what is going through his mind? This is that's an the armchair therapist. That's an right. interesting oh. way to potentially explore where. In I will admit, knowing a couple therapists, if you find a therapist who is willing to psychoanalyze Aaron Rodgers without speaking to him, the, their their validity as a therapist, a therapist is, is completely gone. thrown totally into question. That's why it's armchair therapy. But it's fun <laughs> to certainly try and understand. It's better, I think, for us, the non-therapists, to right. try and figure out what exactly is going on. It's all fair. And you have to wonder, too, the way he came into the league, feeling slighted, slighted. because yeah, he was drafted 24th overall by yeah. the Packers when a lot of people were like it was between him and Alex Smith for the number one spot. Can't you see, still see that picture of him sitting in the room waiting for his name to be called? Like of it course. was, It's iconic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that... Then, when he was finally drafted by the Packers, having to go through this weird relationship with one of the all-time greats in the sports, yes. and Brett Favre, who clearly, just like I think Aaron Rodgers then mimicked in the Jordan Love aftermath, was not thrilled with the idea of having his protege and understudy there right. to learn from him. Right. And so, even now... While Aaron Rodgers seems to have a very good relationship with Brett Favre in the aftermath, when they were teammates, it was well documented that Brett Favre was not doing anything to help Aaron Rodgers. So that's how he entered the league, right? Right. And now he, in the later stages of his career, has to deal with the Jordan Love draft pick and ongoing saga of being the league MVP while trying to navigate what the Packers want to do. And he is under contract right now. And mm-hmm. the question is, do the Packers know what they have in Jordan Love? They certainly don't want... No one wants to trade the best player in the league. No. In any sport. And he wants to be the highest paid. Correct. So are they prepared to to do that? To I think they're, I think they're prepared to do that. The but question what is... Last, what was last summer? What was last offseason then? Last offseason was so annoying. It was just all this, where is he going to end up? And Nowhere. He's going nowhere. He's staying in Green Bay. <coughs> Pardon me. You're Excuse fine. me about that. Yeah, it was... I think he had the... He was trying to leverage what he had. And there was no real leverage, right? Right. He right. was trying to use his... The power play of, I'm the, I'm best, the best player, player in, the in the league, and if right. I'm not happy, do you really want me here? Right. That was what he was, you know, posturing and bluffing. And the Packers knew that he had no real, real leverage. Yeah. So it was, okay, well, and he took it as far as he could, right? Yeah. Without, without unless you're willing to walk away, right? And he clearly wasn't because right. he came back to the Packers in training camp. So I think he was trying to play his leverage there, and we're in a similar situation now and I do think, too, it, 
just again psychoanalyzing, right? Right. Seeing what happened with Tom Brady in Tampa yeah. and having yeah. all you know the the all time great and as accomplished as Tom Brady is, I do think Aaron Rodgers probably sees everything that he's done and thinks to himself, "Man, if I was in the, in the same situation, I could have just as many rings yes. as him." Yes, of and, course he thinks that. Right? Of course and, he does. Yeah, and I think a lot of NFL observers believe that's certainly not that outlandish. No, he has the talent. That's not that's not the argument here. Is not that he has the talent. I just feel like that there's, you know, like when you're when you're getting in a relationship, you always say, "Okay, I don't mind that there's baggage. Just is that baggage organized enough to like ride along in the car next to mine?" And I feel like Aaron Rodgers' baggage sometimes comes comes over his shoulders and you like see it coming in. Like you're like, "Oh gosh, here comes the drama." And that's what that's where I'm like, "Just just play football, dude." Like why do we have to why do we have to get everybody's attention with all this stuff about these cryptic tweets and like what it all means? I he's okay, he's coming out of this cleanse, which PS. Oh my gosh. Like I no. Like absolutely not. That's just okay. the most horrific. That sounds doesn't sound great. That doesn't sound uh, healthy. I agree with you completely, and and we are going to devote to devote some real time to that. So I don't want to get into that and not have enough time to explore it because you have mentioned to me off the air that you are a bit of a veteran when it comes to cleanses. Yes. So I do want to get into that, but I don't want to leave it you know leave it short. So let's discuss first off the cryptic messages that yes. he had on Instagram on Monday. This was his ex- explanation on the Pat McAfee show on Tuesday when everybody was calling into question the cryptic ig post unless you've gone through certain experiences um and had you know uh frustration and 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 been near the bottom and then get near the top and understand the uh the beauty in life and uh i think that's then you might say things about that's a cryptic message i mean there's nothing cryptic about gratitude so when i come out my first thought is just intense gratitude for the people in my life and that's not every person in my life that I mentioned, and, and there's other people to, to highlight in the credit, but that was just w- where I was at. I was going through some old pictures from the last year and felt an intense amount of gratitude uh, for the life that I have and for the lessons that I've learned and the growth that's happened over the last year and the people who've been a part of that uh, that journey. I think it's easy for all of us who aren't in the celebrity eye yeah. to react instantly to something and say, what are you doing? Like We, we feel like everybody has these ulterior motives or they've thought everything down uh, through, you know, to the exact wording and phrasing. Yeah, I think that's it. We, we become skeptical of everything. Yeah, like that it, everything is some sort of a message to a, a greater good. Like, what is the point of this? And that, that it's deeper than that moment. Right. Yeah. And so I buy Aaron Rodgers explanation there. I'll push back when he says things like the media is always trying. Well, you have played into that you kind of invite that, you know, whether you want to, you know, take any response. I think we're, we're watching someone who doesn't, at least publicly, like to take a whole lot of responsibility right. for his own actions, right? And you can say, oh, they're not directly related, but I would say when you're the one who said immunized yeah. and you danced around things, everybody now is look, looking at what you do and you've played it out throughout an, an entire offseason with, quote, diva-like behavior, everybody's questioning what you're doing. Correct, Jeff. And when you know that every single thing you do, you are in that big of a, uh, under that much of a microscope, everything you say and do is going to be criticized and picked apart and analyzed and what does it mean and everything. You have to know that. 
You have to know that. And I feel like that's where it's like, okay, we've all been through some things. We've all, if you're feeling that much gratitude, pick up the phone and call him. Don't put it on Instagram and make us all wonder what it means. See, I'm okay with him sending that out publicly. What I don't love is then the next day going on Pat McAfee's show and acting like everybody out there is the reason why this is a story. Like you just said, yeah. you know you're in the public eye and you know that because of what you started the previous offseason, everything now in this offseason, because there's been no real clarity to what's go- what's going to happen with the Packers going forward. D- don't don't go on Pat McAfee's show and act like like the reasons are the media and not what you just said. I'm fine with him posting that, but then right. don't be. Don't be aghast that the media is wondering if it has deeper meaning. Correct, because you are the one who said, I'm going to need some time to figure out what my future is going to look like. Well, you've taken some time. You, you took some time. You cleaned out everything. And now you're coming back with all this this weird, like, thanks so much for everything kind of finality to that post. I guess there was it, it made us all wonder, is there finality in that post, I guess. The only action he has where he controls it is to walk away and to retire. Right. And that is one of those situations where sometimes I wish you had somebody who wasn't so invested in Aaron Rodgers because Pat McAfee and the show of having the Aaron Rodgers hour with him each week are, you know, their motives are called into question. You're not getting a real hard hitting. Hey, Aaron, do you want to retire? Are right. you going to retire this right. year That's or will gonna, you be playing right. football? And then I would suspect if he was act, asked that directly, we would still get a winding answer where he talks about, I love the game. I'm not sure. And he, w- he wouldn't give you any actual answers. But he has no control over whether the Packers trade him or not. Right. He can, try again, try and use whatever leverage he has. I'll be unhappy if I'm back. Do you really want an unhappy player on your roster? And that's where the Packers call the bluff yet again because right. they have the power in this situation. All right. We also have to get into what exactly is Pancha Karma. Right. Dion. You have looked it over. You have done plenty of cleanses in your life. Sadly, yes. Dion Miller gives us her expertise next. (laughs) Welcome back to Peggy and Dion on 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000. It is a beautiful day. In the fine city of Chicago. It's beautiful. I know it's chilly. I was just going to say, it's beautiful for February. It's be- need, Well, you, you know need, what? You it's beautiful caveat. on this side of the glass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's not a cloud in the sky. I like it. Spring is coming. Inside Let's just the, all choose to have a good attitude. Inside the first Midwest Bank studio here on State Street. It is always, I will say, when you have the sun peeking out, yeah. it's always a glorious view right here in the middle of State Street with the Chicago Theater right across the legendary Chicago Theater sign. It is pretty cool to have this experience and when the when it is sunny outside but like you said it's definitely good to be on the inside looking out you know what's fun is like i get to it's it's not lost on me that i get to look out onto state street Mm -hmm. no matter what area of my job i'm doing that day radio tv like i can it's awesome i love it you do feel a little bit like you're in the zoo or at an aquarium where they can see through and people are waving and 
whatever. But but we're like the Lions. Everybody loves the Lions. I they get, like yes. to, they give you and not obviously the Detroit Lions, but no, no, the Lions, but the Lions at, the Lions zoo. at the zoo. So yes, you always want the lion to be awake. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that we are. She's Dion Please. Miller. I'm Jeff Miller. In for Peggy Kaczynski this week on Peggy and Dion. Mm-hmm. Like we are talking a little bit about Aaron Rodgers, and we were discussing. His Instagram post and the dissection of it this past week. We will get to his cleanse in a moment, but Mike in Glendale Heights had a thought on Aaron Rodgers. What's going on, Mike? Yeah, I was just wondering, I mean, why, why are you guys just so consumed? I'm, well, first, let me say I'm a diehard Packers fan. I'm, every time you get a chance to take a shot at Rodgers and the Packers, you guys do. I mean, I, why are you so consumed in what Aaron Rodgers does? I mean, why don't you just let him li- live his life and let him make his own decisions? You can't control what he's going to do. Personally, I think he's going to come back to the Packers, but I'm just curious. I mean, I, uh, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm totally curious why. Sure. Well, I mean, we're jealous, Mike. <laughs> we're jealous that the. I mean, honestly, on the field, definitely, we've always wanted to have a court. I mean, the Bears have always wanted to have a quarterback that, that that's that good. I mean, that's the first thing that pops in my head is that it's probably envy. Why are we so consumed with, or why were we so consumed with Michael Jordan? Why are we so concerned consumed with LeBron James? He's the best player in the most popular yep. sport in America. And we are sports fans. And in particular, as Dion just mentioned, we are, when you boil it down, Bears fans. And it directly affects everything the Bears are trying to do and accomplish because he is the main reason why they have had so many issues over the past years. Because they cannot get past him. As he noted, he owns owns us as Bears fans. And so, yeah, there is the element of... And Maybe hoping that yeah. the disgruntled nature of what that relationship will lead to a divorce, and then Bears I, fans right. can rejoice. Right? I think there's also that, like, okay, see, he's not perfect, <laughs> or trying to like pick him apart to that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like trying to just find the things that are wrong because what he does well, he does better than anybody else. You know, like so that I think that's that's part of it, Mike. Yeah. That's me being honest. Like I'm jealous. Oh my gosh, I want a quarterback that good on any team that I cheer for or cover or whatever. I that'd be amazing. So, what leads him to being the best? Well, is it his off-season cleanses that he discussed? Okay. Here's a little more from the Pat McAfee show before we get into exactly what uh Panchakarma is. The off-season I feel like kind of, you know, begins when your season ends. Uh, there's nothing cryptic about gratitude. You know, I just came out of a 12-day cleanse where you're eating a specific diet and you're going through these treatments every day and you're not really doing anything else you got to kind of turn everything else off and and so you know you're not working out you're not straining or anything it's kind of a recentering um and and it not only heals you physically but i think it takes away mental stress and and then the spiritual part i think it allows you to kind of enjoy the meditations a little bit more so when i come out my first thought is just intense gratitude for the people in my life so they went on to discuss, you know, how Panchakarma is the routine that he went over these past 12 days. And that led everybody to look up what does Panchakarma entail. The deep dive in Panchakarma. Now, I can say, as a, are you a cleanse person? I feel like you would be a cleanse person. So I am a spa person. Okay. I enjoy a good spa weekend. <laughs> Not the quite end. the same. But in terms of cleansing, I... Personally, 
don't think I've ever really done a cleanse. Me, I, I just try and eat healthy and live a daily healthy life. Yeah. The whole idea of, you know, um, expelling, expunging thing, uh, toxins from my body. Yes. That's outside of a massage. Mm, no. I have not partaken. So I feel like growing up in the age that I did, like mm-hmm. from between like late, late nineties, early two thousands, I feel like, uh, uh, most women were doing cleanses of some sort at some time. I would agree. Most of it the women was, I came in contact with throughout the nineties and two thousands. And yeah. even now, yes, even now, even now, so people are doing some type, some type of cleanse. I have tried three day juice cleanses. I have tried, um, like the military diet cleanse. I have tried the cabbage soup diet, which was a cleanse essentially because you're just eating like raw fruits and vegetables and that wretched cabbage soup. Like if I smelled it right now, I think I would probably throw up. Um, I've done all part of those of, things. Part of the and as I'm <laughs> treatment, throwing up. Part of the part, it is vomit. Like literally, what did they call it? Um, not emotional vomiting, but it's kind of like a spiritual or it's, uh, I don't remember what the word was, but I read it and I was like, oh my goodness. Like I, that, None of that sounds good to me. Like all of the cleanses that I've done, I've always felt like gone in with such energy and such like, oh, this is going to be awesome. And then getting to like day two or three and I'm, I'm angry and frustrated and I didn't feel like, I just felt like it wasn't healthy for my body. And now I've reached the age where I just don't want to do that. I don't want to do it. Like that doesn't sound fun at all. Is there any cleanse that you went through where you felt like it was worth it? The worth the experience afterwards? I honestly... I mean, you do feel lighter, I guess. You feel like you you have cleaned out, mm-hmm. but but it's true. Not just in a Panchakarma cleanse can you not really do much else. In any cleanse you're doing, when you're trying to deplete your body, yes. you can't do much else. And I'm I can't, I'm not one of those people that's like, you know what? I'm just going to lay down for three days until this all passes. That is not my personality. So I would keep wanting to work out and do all these things, even though I'm quote unquote cleansing. Mm-hmm. And it just, it was a miserable experience in my, what I remember it as being is like miserable. I don't quite have like, when people talk about cleansing, like I don't, I don't have PTSD, but a little bit. Like I just, I, it just did not, it was not something I would ever want to do again. Like I, my goodness, you get to live one life. Why would you waste even, even two days making yourself vomit to like get all this stuff out? That's, I don't, I, that was, the the vomiting the enemas that yes. was my question was is he really following through with that aspect of it because when you hear him talk he's a little vague yeah and he didn't specifically say anything about that he talked about you know spirit you know spiritual reconnection and I do think there I there's, can there's good things about resetting trust me like I am all for that I am all for that like clearing out your mind and taking time to like meditate and pray and like get your get your center yourself i'm so into that sort of thing i just when you're restricting yourself that much i just don't know how you can have clarity of thought in any way so that's where i would like to have a conversation with him and ask what he truly did right right you know and it's it's certainly a luxury to be able to just go away for 12 days and not right and not have to be bothered with the real world that's certainly a a great man with no children and i will (laughs) say and no longer no fiance anymore either I will say, you know, the all-consuming nature that football is during the season, I can see why for a player, especially a quarterback, who has, you know, a a disproportionate amount of, you know, responsibility on their shoulders in that yeah. sport, I can see why he in particular would might benefit from the opportunity to just get away. Because it is. It's all-consuming. Everything I've, for as long as I've been covering sports, everything a quarterback has to do, if you want to do it at an elite level, 
you just look at what Tom Brady and what yeah. Aaron Rodgers and what they go through. It, it is a, a huge undertaking. So I can see why him just getting away, whether or not the cleanse aspect. Again, that's why I wonder, do you right. do you believe do you think if you had to guess, do you think he went through a 12 hour experience of vomiting to cleanse the body? I- Ugh, I, I, just I would can't. bet. I would bet no. No, Tyler. What do you think? Are you, like, do you no, think no? Right? No. Not a chance. Not a- <laughs> and now maybe you think Aaron Rodgers is going to stand over a toilet? No, and just I vomit? don't. So that's where I think we've. And made- if he was, he said he was going through that at the NFL awards night. Right? Was didn't he say he was in it then? Or did I misread? That? No, no. You, I could have you- misread that. You may be correct. I, the timeline, I don't... Because and I'll be honest, I did not consume the entire Pat McAfee interview. I, I heard probably 10 minutes worth of clips, but it's... I, so, so I don't remember the exact timeline. Doesn't Aaron Rodgers seem like the type of person, too, where he gets the checklist of all the things, and he's like, all right, we're going to skip that part, we're going to skip that yes. part, and we're going to skip that part. Yes, exactly. And then claim he does the whole thing. Exactly. I, and that, Well, here's the thing. Immunized. He doesn't even have to claim that he did the whole thing. He just sidesteps. He knows it. how to cut right. corners. Exactly. He knows how to cut and corners. doesn't yeah. tell you what he didn't didn't do. And okay. Yes. Correct. That is correct. Now I found this lovely article on Yahoo that's telling me all about this. But they have a registered dietitian on there, and this is the line that has, for me personally, has decided reasons why I have decided not to do any more cleanses. Cleanses are short term practices that bring unrealistic results. Right. Like because. Aaron Rodgers, you you can clear out for 12 days and you can feel all that gratitude, but all the things that were stressing you out before that, guess what? They're still there after the 12 days. Especially if you insert yourself right back into that lifestyle. Right back into that lifestyle, yes. So I I do think there's value into getting away, especially like, you know, I think he mentioned social media or, you know, getting away from that. I would love to do a 12-day social media cleanse. Go ahead. Getting away from that, I think, can be healthy and hopefully then when you get back into your normal routine, whatever that happens, to be, maybe you can say, you know what, I was consumed by this a little too much. I should set this aside a little more often and not worry about this because it's not as important to me. I do think there could be some real value in that. And so, again, though, this is, you know, parsing a lot of the words he said without knowing his true meaning behind it, without having the opportunity to ask some legitimate follow-up questions. So, uh, I guess cleanses, they are what, what you make of them, right? And when you deplete your body of anything that you've been shoving, shoveling into it for so long, right. you're probably not going to feel great during that period of time. Right. And then you have to, like sugar or caffeine. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my if, goodness. If no, you, thank you extract <laughs> it from your diet all of a sudden when you've been living off of it for a long time, you know what? Chances are you're going to have headaches. You're going to crash. You're going to feel, gonna feel, feel, sick. feel oh, le- yes. lethargic. Can you get through the whatever it happens, seven, 14 days that your body generally needs to, you know, have those toxins, toxins removed before you start to feel the actual health benefits. Right. Most people aren't afforded that luxury. Right. Correct. You don't have time. You have to keep moving. You have to work through all of that. We were given our bodies have livers and kidneys to help us detox naturally. You don't have to make yourself throw up or, or the opposite to get to where you want to be. Well said. She's Dion <laughs> well, Miller. I'm glad we solved all that, Jeff Miller. <laughs> She's Dion Miller. I'm Jeff Miller. This is Peggy and Dion. Back in a moment. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. Okay, we're all in. Now back to Peggy and Dion. This is ESPN 1000. Turn it up. 
Peggy's off this week. I'm Jeff Meller with Dion Miller here for you until 1 o'clock today. 312-332-3776 if you'd like to participate. All right, Dion. Yes. On Monday morning, as I was uh, in the airport, actually, flying back from Sacramento, I received this text from you. Did my FTP test. It was not easy. <laughs> Might have cursed at you. Yes, I did. And a, the winking emoji. Yes. So first and foremost, yes. why, were, why were you cursing at me? Because it's hard. And you told me it was hard and I, I was intimidated. This is the Peloton FTP test. I have never wanted to do it. I've taken the endurance rides. Mm-hmm. Whatever, what, for fitness, whatever they're called. I can't think of it right now. I took one this morning for crying out loud. I had done those before without like that ftp bar like telling you where your zones are i've done that before and so i i was afraid to take the test because i didn't because you had said it it's hard so for people out there who are wondering you know peloton the bike it has a bunch of different rides yeah all different you know anywhere from 10 20 30 60 90 90. minute rides and you choose whatever you want depending on you know they generally they'll divide them into different type of you know whether it's a how the how difficult it is sometimes music a lot of times like what type of music you like to listen to and they've got a bunch of different instructors and a lot of the rides that are broken up like that don't really have i don't like the they're all trying to do something but the ftp test is a 20 minute test which if you've never taken it is grueling it's grueling It's, it's going all out for 20 minutes. So I was encouraging you to go ahead and try it because I did it. And it's just a different type of way to um, interact with the Peloton. And it gives you, I think, a more focused way of doing it. So I was saying you should definitely do it because what happens is once you take the test, it essentially sets up what your markers are and how you can interact with all of these rides. Right. Yeah. And so you admitted in a text when you finally took now, it, I'm not one you to, were swearing at I, me, right? <laughs> I was like, oh, Miller, I can't believe you made me do this. Because I like to stack the rides and just have fun. And now now I had this new focused energy. And I don't, the reason that was a moment is because I typically don't swear that often. So that amused me <laughs> that Deanne was admitting she was swearing at me for encouraging her to try and uh, make herself better. But then, <laughs> That's what that was. then I was also amused by Sylvie uh, with Connor yesterday. They had Carmen on. And Sylvie mentioned with Carmen in Tampa when they went to the Bears-Bucks game yeah. that they were having a long discussion about when is it acceptable for children to swear. Uh-huh. Sylvie admitted that Mason basically has the green light to go ahead and swear like a sailor. Yeah. Maybe maybe, maybe I'm maybe <laughs> no, I'm playing that loosely. That's what he said. But, oh but, my gosh, that is not what he but said. But he, he he's definitely admitted he's amused when Mason will swear. His well, his oldest Mason. Yes, who yes. I believe is seven. He's yeah, his he's seven. He'll be eight in May. So so yeah, so Sylvie admitted this, which this is part of the reason I love doing a show with you, because having the female counterpoint is really cool for me because oftentimes during the week I am surrounded by nothing but male point of view. Right. So I'd like to hear a mother's thought on this specific topic. I don't want my children swearing until they're in high school. Um, But I don't, I don't, I also am not like, I know that they are exposed to that stuff. And like, we're obviously we're at sporting events. They hear it, whatever. I would prefer them to use different language. I come to my children and say, look, in the end, they are words. We all know that they're they're just words. They they mean different things to different people. We can just use different 
we can choose to say something different. Mm-hmm. Like I say a lot of oh sugar, and you know I I do. And oh, I'm not gonna lie. Oh sugar, yeah, not loses its effectiveness <laughs> just a little bit depending but I say on how it you all wanna... the time. Yeah, yeah. that's my my go to. Hey, or the... shucks. Shucks. Mm-hmm. Shucks works. <laughs> I know. I'm t- well. I gr- all right. I Mother, remember Mother vividly. No? I remember vividly the first time I heard my father swear. Now my Ooh. dad was a minister, so I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, but he was vacuuming and he stubbed his toe. I remember it so vividly. Well, we have an expert on the line who'd like to weigh in. Cash is on the line. Cash, <laughs> would you like to say hello oh to somebody? Oh my gosh! Are you kidding? Uh, hi, mom. Hi, buddy. <laughs> You really are calling in in this now, moment. Now, Cash, just so you know, you cannot swear on the radio. You can't okay? swear on the radio. So no swearing. Um, okay. What what can we do maybe. for you? Maybe. Don't. Um, no, you can't. You cannot. You know what? That would be, Cash, it would be an interesting event. Has Cash ever sworn in front of you before, No. Uh-uh. This would be, Dialer, be ready on the dump button just in case. <laughs> we went through a, we went through a. Now, um, wait, wait, wait. Cash, okay. have you ever sworn before? Be honest. Uh. Yes. <gasps> that, that's okay. There's no, nothing wrong with that. That's perfectly acceptable cash. But I would, I just observing what's going on here, your mom was unaware of that, but that's okay. Cash that's is okay. 11, right? He's 11. So yes. it's, it's going to happen. Just, it sounds like though, because your mother, Dion Miller here, has never heard you swear before cash, that you know when it is and is not appropriate. So I would say she's probably <laughs> done a pretty good job of raising you right now. Would you agree? I'd say so as well. You'd say so as well. What are, what are you up to? What did you want to talk uh, about? Um, nothing really. I just wanted to say hi. Well, <laughs> well we appreciate it. Good job, Cash. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for checking in. Thanks, well, you buddy. Can, I'm going to put you on hold. You can go back and uh, swear if you'd like now that mom cannot hear <laughs> no, you. No, you cannot swear. All right. So swear. that is, I'd like to just delve a little he bit deeper through, into this he went through a phase in i want to say late kindergarten early first grade mm-hmm. where there was a lot of what the hell and i was like oh, whoa wait see, what interesting yeah i remember my son alex over the last 18 months has been dropping a phrase very similar but not exactly the same okay i'll tell you what that is in two minutes